for that. Appreciate him singing. Let's take our Bibles and go to 1 John chapter 2 tonight. 1 John chapter 2. Uh, we looked Sunday night. We uh, got into 1 John chapter 2 at the first five or so verses. We didn't really get to finish that. And I want to continue that on. Uh, 1 John chapter 2 has a lot of great truths to unpack. And uh, so um, I, I miss being down here on Wednesdays. I, I think last summer, uh, Pastor started in Galatians. And uh, so when I edit the broadcast for the radio, um, go back and listen through them, and, and I know he's got, gotten through it, and he's been through it for a while now, and so I always enjoy hearing that and that study, so I'm sure he'll get back to it next week. And let me just say this, thank you again for the party Sunday night, I had a great time, and uh, I was wiped out, I was wiped out Monday, uh, just uh, all the food and the, 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 the uh, donuts, oh my word, I just, I ate so much, and I felt so full, and I, I couldn't sleep, I just had so much sugar, and uh, so I just, I had a hard time falling asleep Sunday night because I've honestly, I've, I've tried to watch uh, what I eat and trying to little, do a little better at it this year. And so I haven't had a whole lot of sweet donuts uh, here recently. And so, man, they were just so good. I won't tell you how many I had Sunday night, but uh, let's just say it was more than two. So, but uh, thank you for the kind words and encouragement and the cards and the calls and the texts, all that. I just really am grateful for the Lord and uh, the Lord's been good, and I'm, I'm thankful for his goodness in my life. And if my eyes look a little weary and tired tonight, our, our, our little guy, is uh, he has an ear infection tonight, too, or today. Uh, he didn't sleep much last night, so we didn't sleep much last night. And uh, so pray for him. Aaron's home with him. She's probably watching tonight, too. And so just, like I said, a lot of sickness going around. So we'll have a special time of prayer tonight here at the end in a little bit. And uh, once we get through this here tonight. First John chapter 2, we looked uh, Sunday night at... The clean life. We're living a clean life. Now, if you remember back, the, we looked at 1 John 1, we talked about a joyful life. Now, remember, John wrote to the believers to encourage them to know they might have eternal life, to understand that truth, remind them of that truth. And so then he wrote again to the believers that also their joy might be full. You can have joy that's full and overflowing, not just a half full a joy or some joy, but you can have joy that's overflowing. And we looked at that months ago. And if you want to go back, I think it was November or so, we listened or, or, or did that together and studied through the book of 1 John chapter 1. And so we looked at a joyful life that first time, then Sunday night we looked at a clean life. And so this is really a clean life part two, so we didn't get to finish that thought. Look at 1 John chapter number 2, let's start in verse 1, and we're going to read down to verse 11, because we, we may get that far, we may not, uh, depending on time's sake. And so let's just start in verse 1 of chapter 2. My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is a propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the world, or whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him, ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Brethren, I write, not, no, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past. And the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother and abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. 
And we'll finish here with verse 11. But he that hateth his brother <clears throat> is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whither he goeth because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. Now I want to finish back to verse number 6. We looked uh, Sunday night at the danger that John wrote to believers that they sin not. Uh, don't uh, mess with things that will get you in trouble. We talked about a family. Remember that Sunday night? A uh, family has uh, growing pains and things they go through as a family. My parents set boundaries, rules for our family, things we were to do and not to do, that if we didn't do those things, there was punishment. And so John was writing to his family of believers and trying to help them understand some truths about being part of the family of God. I believe First John is to the believer, to written to the uh, maybe a new believer um, or a believer or, con- or convert, uh, one who came to know Christ. He was writing to them and reminding of some truths. And so we looked at the danger. Uh, don't mess with things that uh, will get you in trouble. And then we talked about the deliverer. He is the propitiation for our sins, our advocate, the one who stands on our behalf and uh, goes before the Father and says, it's gone, it's wiped away, the sin is washed away, as Carl just sang. And so uh, we, we said, when you mess up, remember you have someone always in your corner. That's the deliverer. Then we said, Thirdly, we looked at Sunday night, behave like a member of the family of God. This is the doing. And uh, verse 3, hereby do we know him if we keep his commandments, we obey what the word of God says. And we talked about uh, no matter what you say, your actions tell the real truth. These are all related to family, and this is the declaring. You declare who you are, who you belong to. You know, when I left my house, uh, or, or when I was a kid, I, I was representing the Scoggins family. Uh, that's who I was part of, their family. And so when I leave the house, uh, I was you know, part of that family, no matter where I went. And so we who are children of God are part of God's family. We represent him outside of these walls. And so that's what John was trying to encourage the believers with. And then we looked fifthly at the determination. Always remember that your obedience reveals how much you respect your father. I hated disappointing my parents. I hate it. I still hate it. Um, I tried to live for the Lord and and please the Lord, but I I don't want to disappoint my parents. Most of us are probably like that. And so when we disappoint our father, uh, we should feel the same way about our Heavenly Father. We don't want to disappoint Him. And then let's look at this one, sixthly tonight, and we'll get you uh, get to uh, verse number 7 here. The sixth point we see is when you're looking for an example to follow, choose Jesus. This is the detour, the detour. Notice this together. Look at verse 6 again. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. Another sure sign that a person who has a spiritual family or a spiritual family times the Lord is that he or she walks in the same manner as he walked, meaning they walk after the, the way of the Lord. Turn our focus back to Jesus. How do we walk? How do we live? Where, where can we turn to? Uh, we were talking this morning in the office about uh, there's a lot of things in this world that are, are, are pulling our attention other ways. If you uh, notice things, even political world and, and the uh, entertainment world and All those things are pulling our attention in different directions. And so we need to turn our eyes back to Jesus. Now, we're going to take a whole whole lot of time to look at this uh, thought tonight because I want to get to verse number 7 tonight. So the danger, the deliver, the doing, the declaring, the determination, and the detour. Uh, When you're looking for someone to follow, follow Jesus. Now, when we think about families tonight, as we kind of shift to verse number 7, there are a number of things that come to my mind as John is writing to a family. Now, families are big and small. Families... uh, Many years ago, probably used to have more. How many of you were part of a family that had five or more people in it? Anybody? Some of you? Yeah. So it's a generational thing now. It's not so much that that's more of two or three, and that's about it. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a generational thing that they've stopped having. Now, there are some that have a lot more than kids or a lot more than five or 
five or six. Uh, um, so, so families, big and small, and some families get along great. Some don't get along so good. When I was growing up, uh, my family spent a lot of time together, and, and uh, you can ask my family, we, they didn't like traveling in the car for long periods of time with me. Now, now, they liked going places, just not with me in the car for a long period of time. And I won't go into all those stories, and if you want to find some of those stories, you can ask my mom or dad. Uh, I remember a particular story. We were uh, traveling somewhere, and we got stuck in traffic, and I was out on the road, you know, and, and we were just at a standstill. This is when I was really young. And so, so all these memories come to my mind. And so as we think about this, John is writing to a family of, of different sizes, different believers. Some, some believers may have been saved for a long period of time. Some, some have may have been saved for a short period of time. But, uh, you know, John was writing to them and helping them to understand uh, what it meant to get along with the family of God, to love one another in that family. Even though my parents probably uh, got frustrated with me at those times, my brothers did, uh, we still loved each other. A family has times where they don't get along. They don't necessarily see eye to eye on things as you get older, different opinions, different uh, views, but we still should love them. And so John was writing to, as he shifts the kind of the turn in verse 7, he was encouraging the believers how to love one another. Look at verse 7. So I want us to think about this, and, and as we kind of go in context with the, with the family and understanding what it means as far as the, being part of the family of God, I call this one the, the describing, loving your brothers and sisters in Christ, describing. Look at that for a little while tonight. Look at verse number seven. Let's start there. So we see a reminder that John gives us here in verse seven. Brethren, so remember he was writing terms of endearment, uh, my little children, and so he was, so that's why we see a family uh, thought here in uh, 1 John 2. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment uh, unto you, but, or, or but an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Now, the reminder is simply this. It's simple. One word. It's the word love. John was reminding the believers that we are to love one another as Christ has loved us. We, John says that you've seen it from the beginning. You've heard it from the beginning. You've, you've known it. You've known this commandment. It's not a new commandment. It's not something you've never heard because as John was probably reflecting over the time with his disciples and thinking uh, as they walked with Jesus and talked with Jesus, probably reminded them of that same love your neighbor as thyself. First love me and love your neighbor. So John was, wasn't going back. He was, or he wasn't thinking of a new commandment. This is something they've heard before. And so that's why he mentions, I write no new commandment unto you. This is not a new commandment, but you've heard it from the beginning. Love the Lord your God, and love thy neighbor as thyself. I was thinking this afternoon when, when uh, Kyla was born, uh, I loved her from the beginning. When I, first, I was the first one to hold her, uh, she was a perfect little baby, and she still is a perfect little baby, although she's a big baby now. But uh, I, I loved her from the beginning, and, and you parents understand that. You, you love your children from the very, very beginning, from the very first moment you see them, lay eyes upon them, you love them. And John was telling, telling these believers, you, you know this. You, you know who Jesus is. You know you're to love him. And so the moment you were born into the family of God, Christ loved you. He loved you with an un unchanging love, an everlasting love. And, and we should love him in return. Not, not just a little, not just part love. We should love him with all our being. Notice Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. We won't take time to turn there, but I'll maybe jot these down if you're taking notes. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 5, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Deuteronomy 10, 12, a little later in that chapter, same book, and now Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? 
but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. So as we love God, out of that will grow our love for one another. If you want to learn how to love somebody else, maybe somebody we're going to see in a minute that's hard to love, love Christ more. Lord, help me to love you in a, a, a greater way. So John was telling it, look, this is not something you haven't heard. You've heard this before. You, you've heard this truth as a family, part of the family of God. You, you know this reminder to love one another. Let's go to Matthew chapter 22 quickly here. We'll turn here together just for a moment. Matthew chapter 22. We see a, another reminder as part of this reminder that John was writing to the family of God or the family of believers Reminding them of some truths. Matthew 22. Matthew 22. We'll start down in verse number 37. 22 verse 37. It says this. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. There's that same phrase again. And with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first commandment. Uh, or this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So you see the same idea as John says, you, you've known it, you've heard it. You go back to our text, you've known it, that commandment from the beginning. It's not a new commandment. It's not something new you never heard. So this is a reminder John was taken back. Imagine as John sat with Jesus, he listened to the very words of the Son of God as, as Jesus said, love me, love your neighbor. This is a great commandment. This is the first. So John was reminiscing and reminding himself, I need to love my neighbor. You need to love your neighbor. We as children of God need to love our family as, as the family of God. So maybe tonight a reminder for us before we go on to this is to think about this is if you're like me, we need to be reminded of things. I have a reminder list, a, a thing to check off and uh, we get reminders and write things down, but be reminded of this commandment that not a new commandment, a commandment we've heard from the beginning. We know the commandment, but to love one another. Maybe jot down Romans 13, 8 through 10. It's another John or uh, uh, Paul wrote this. Uh, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in the saying, namely, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 10 in Romans 13 says, Love worketh no ill towards his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. So what's this reminder that John says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, but then to love your neighbor as yourself? Let's go back to our text here. We see the second part of this tonight is this. Not only the reminder that John gives us about loving one another, but the renewing of this loving for one another. This renewing. Look at verse 8. Again, so he reiterates the same thing. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. Now, that, that word again means he's just reiterating. He's, he's going over it again. Believers are, we are to do the will of God, and the will of God First of all, is to love him supreme, supremely and to, to, to love him with all our hearts and how that will grow a love for other believers. This identifies us as believers. A believer is one who delights in doing the will of his father, obeying him, as we saw earlier in First uh, uh, John 2, we looked at Sunday night. A, a fallen man or a lost man cannot love the way that God commands him to love him, and therefore, he cannot love uh, the neighbor or his neighbor the way the Lord commands him to. So, 
As John saw how Jesus lived, he was watching, he said, again, you know this commandment to love your neighbor, to love your brothers and sisters in Christ, to first love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind, then to love thy neighbor. This is not something that you forgotten. You know it. And so as he was thinking, as Jesus went from person to person and watched as Jesus loved those that he came across with, you think just for a minute of all the miracles and the love that Christ showed to the people as he went from place to place, uh, healing the sick, raising the dead, uh, the loving the children. I mean, just this, everywhere he went, everywhere he went, he was shining the light of his heavenly Father. That, that's the kind of life that I want to have. I want people to see Christ in me. I, as I said Sunday night, I would love for Christ to be seen in this church. So really, but that's a church that loves this city loves this area, loves one another, loves their neighbors, loves their family, uh, loves uh, just encouraging people. That, that's what John was trying to encourage the family of God. Everything about Jesus was like turning on a light in a dark places. As he went, it was like almost as if he just turned on a light switch as you walked in the door and you flipped on the switch. That's how it was as Jesus went from person to person. Uh, John said that because the darkness has passed, in verse 8 again, you are no longer lost. Meaning that you, you are not part of that darkness. Once you are a child of God, that darkness has passed. Uh, you, your old man, your old sin nature, now you have a new nature. You're a new creature in Christ. And so now the true light shineth. You've been saved. You have a new birth. You, you've been given a, an opportunity to have a renewing, a, a new opportunity. Somebody uh, wrote this, uh, a poet said, I see everything clearer and clearer. As we get closer and closer to Christ, we see how we are to love one another. If we would just get a hold of this thought tonight of understanding what it means to love one another, draw closer to Christ, and, and that we can be a light to show the world the love of Christ. If, if, if anything tonight, maybe just be encouraged that we, we are to love as Christ loved us. Maybe, maybe you're like me. You forget to love people that you come in contact with. You, you forget to, hey, I'm a Christian. This is a John reminding them and encouraging them, the family of God. I, I'm a Christian. I need to show the love of Christ, the places I go, the people I go, the people I get impatient with. We're going to see that more here in just a little bit. One uh, person said it this way. The majority of believers try following few little rules and regulations. They try to do as little as possible as a Christian. And, and so we're almost as programmed like computers. We, we do what we can or what we, just, uh, or what we think we should be doing, and we, we try to do as little as possible. They feel that they are living the Christian life if, if they do those little things. But, friends, tonight I remind you that we are not computers. We are not robots. We are not uh, just beings doing something. We are believers. We're children of God. We have a new nature We've been given the opportunity to share Christ to a lost and dying world. We, we, can, we can focus on everything else that's happening around us. We can focus on all the bad. The, the world is, is, is uh, falling apart. Our, our political system's crazy. Our law system's crazy. All these things we can focus on. But if we remind ourselves and get ourselves back to the, the, the main thing of loving Christ supremely, then, my word, what could change across our churches and across our own uh, our church and our, in our own life? Notice... The third part of this, loving your neighbor or loving your brothers and sisters in Christ. Look at verse number nine. Not only do we see the renewing and the rebuking, or, or we see the renewing and the reminder, we see thirdly the rebuking tonight. The rebuking. Look at verse nine. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. Again, as I mentioned Sunday night, John, John didn't beat around the bush. He, he just said, point, if you don't love your brother, if you're not loving your, bro- your brother, and you're, 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 you're hating him, you're not loving him as Christ loves him, 
you're still in darkness. You, you've, you've forgotten what Christ has given you to do. It's impossible for you as a child of God to walk in the light and hate your brother. Love and hate and, and light and darkness, they don't, they don't coexist together. This doesn't mean that we, we, uh, there'll be times that maybe believers or things that, uh, that somebody else does that we may not necessarily agree with or we may not uh, always have different or same opinions as everybody else does. We, we may not necessarily get along with everybody the same way or agree with everybody the same way, but, but to hate them reveals that we're still in darkness. Say, I hate them at my house. If I say the word hate, Cassie's like, we don't say hate. We don't say that at our house. She tells me, straightforward, we, we don't say hate. We don't, we don't say that word. And I, I said, well, it's okay to hate some things, you know. And so I try to explain to her, but we, we've taught her not to say certain words. And uh, so certain things she, she, she corrects us on. And so she keeps on our toes. This is great. But, but to hate somebody else, to hate. And my children, I try to teach them, we, we don't hate anybody. We don't want to hate anybody. I've been reading through a book. Um, it's about the reality of the gospel and uh, understanding how to incorporate the gospel in, in everyday life and everyday situations. And right now, I've read through a chapter on uh, social media and uh, how we can use um, uh, hateful speech to really hinder the gospel. And the communication that you have with people, maybe, maybe a, a comment or uh, something that you send in a text or the entertainment world, and that's what it's talking about, basically using technology uh, to share the gospel, to give the gospel, but also it goes against if we are showing hate or, or, or saying things to somebody that's maybe hateful or, uh, you know what I'm talking about when I say that, but this, what it was talking about was this week I was reading, uh, it, was, it was so much that we could hinder, think about this, we could hinder one person from coming to Christ by one little comment or one little saying or one little uh, snarky remark to somebody on a social media, and man, my soul, I... I can't imagine if, if I've hindered uh, somebody from coming to know Christ by something I've said. And it, it really makes you think about what you're saying. And so this is John rebuking the family of God, rebuking them. Say, look, if you say you love Christ and you're trying to live for Christ and you say you're in the light, you know him, you love him and you want to live for him and you hate your brother, then you're still in darkness. Hatred of a fellow believer is evidence that a person is not in light. If you spent time thinking and praying for those that maybe you have a hard time with somebody that you don't get anybody here not get along with somebody anybody ever not got along with me and am I the only one yeah I think all of us have been times where we just don't get along with somebody we just we just don't get along it happens that way it's it's life that's sometimes the way it is but if we think about this and I'm I'm thankful sometimes I'm not but but I, I remind myself to be thankful for the people that God puts in my path to, to help me to pray more for them, to love them the way that Christ. Sometimes it's a, I remember uh, being a youth pastor. My first year as a youth pastor, I had a, a, a mom that just, she was just railed on me all the time. And so I started praying for that mom. I started praying for her and loving her. And, and Christ gave me a different outlook as I prayed for her. So if we spent more time, just think about this before we move on. We're going to finish with one more point here. If we spent more time praying for a person or a person that we disagree with or don't get along with, or somebody that we see online, or somebody that we don't um, uh, really uh, uh, just see eye to eye with, maybe God will change our attitude towards them, to love them the right way. John says, look, if you hate your brother, you're still in darkness. You've still forgotten what Christ has saved you from, and he's changed you, given you new life and a new creature. Notice the uh, fourth part of this, of loving our brother. We'll finish here tonight, verse 10. 
He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because the darkness hath blinded his eyes. This is the reality. The reality. So we've seen the reminder to love as Christ loves. Love him first. Loving thy neighbor. The renewing. God has given us new, a new life, a new creature in Christ. We have a new beginning, a new birth. Look at the rebuking. John says, look, if you hate your brother, you're not in the light. You're not walking uh, with Christ as Christ has commanded us to walk, to love him. Then this is the reality. Not all our brothers and sisters in Christ are lovable. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes our brothers and sisters in Christ, us who know Christ. Now, uh, we, sometimes it's hard to love one another. It's hard to do that. It's hard to love sometimes others who maybe just do something or irritate us or bother us, but we all, all have somebody who's crossed us, criticized us, some who have even done us harm, your family harm. If you want to harm somebody or, or uh, uh, if you want to see um, somebody defensive, uh, harm a, a mama and her, 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 bear, her mama bear uh, and her, her cubs, okay? So mama bears come out. You moms know what I'm talking about. Our moms come out and they defend their kids and they, you know, mama bears are, are you know, not to be messed with, Okay. And so think about this. John says, look, we, he, he's really getting down to where the rubber meets the road. There is a test here for us to see if we're still in the darkness. Have you really trusted Christ? Have you really, are you really walking in the light as he has commanded us to walk? Is, is he the one who is guiding us to love? Or have we decided to hate those that are, seem unlovable in our lives? You know, think about this tonight. We kind of bring this all to a close Think about the life of Saul, King Saul. King Saul uh, was so jealous of David and, and what was happening. The, the dark chapters of Saul's life began when David won the applause of a nation going or for going uh, into the valley of death to destroy Goliath, the Philistine giant. For, for, for a while, Saul seemed to have struggled with malice and Ill, Ill will towards David, but it grew until it dominated his whole life. It dominated him. He hated David to, to despise him. He, he wanted to kill him until he forgot even everything else, even allowing the, the, his kingdom to fall to ruins. He hated those who loved and supported David. He hated everything about David. He hated him, uh, just anything to do with David. He, he even dwelt, he dwelt on his own dislike, ignoring, uh, ignoring the growing Philistine threat to his kingdom, um, and then got on a mad crusade to hunt David down. You know the story well. And he, he made even this... He made even uh, at least two dozen separate attempts on David's life and, and excuse me, even massacred a whole colony of priests to, because of sp- suspicion that they were with David and supporting David. So, so Saul hated the man who really was first his best friend or his close friend. And he went from one dark episode to another, blind to everything until at last, jealousy, fear, rage, and malice took over his entire existence. He ended up really to the point where he just despised David, seeking to kill David until he got his own way. So when John says, he that hateth his brother walketh in darkness, this, this, is, this is a truth tonight that we need to understand. He was right. John was right. If we hate somebody in our life right now, if we are showing hate, if we're showing malice or ill will towards that person, John says, look, you're in darkness. You, you have forgotten what Christ has done for you, what he saved you from. The reality is this tonight, either you're loving others or you're not. It's pretty simple. You're loving those that seem unlovable or you're not. John reminds us that the family of God, sometimes there's growing pains. We mentioned that Sunday night. John's point is clear. 
a distinguishing mark of a Christian. Uh, the sign that sets you apart from the world and demonstrates that you're a member of God's family is not a, um, a cross that maybe you have or a, a cross maybe that you have that you uh, put up somewhere or a necklace that people try to wear, a, a cross necklace. And nothing wrong with those. It's between you and the Lord. It's not a fish sticker on the, on the back of your car. You've seen those fish stickers before. It's not those things. It's not a well-worn Bible tucked under your arm. It's not a wall full of Christian camp trophies or, or the, the most faithfully attended church. It's not those things. It's not even a baptismal certificate. Maybe you got when you were younger and uh, you received that, and we still do that, and it's, it's great, or a degree or anything, but the distinguishing mark of a Christian is that he or she has Christ-like love for others. And John, John was just to the point. He made it simple and understand, look, if you're not loving, if you're not loving those that seem unlovable, then you're still in darkness. You've not come out of that darkness. You're not walking in the light as he is in the light. Christ has saved us from that past. We are to love those that don't 